Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, all that cool, awesome shit that I like so much. I am your host, Eugene Weaver, and today I've got a couple of movies that I would like to discuss. These movies I was hoping to get to last night on the Movie Freaks podcast, the other show that I am on. But I wasn't able to due to time constraints, so therefore I'm going to chime in on my own show. And honestly, these fit a little bit better on uh, on this show. I delved into some uh, underbelly, grindhousey type stuff on the latest episode of Movie Freaks that you'll uh, be able to hear in about four or five days. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. It was a good one, trust me. There's some uh, there's some hearty laughs. To be found on the latest episode of Movie Freaks. So anyway, and this is the morning after. This is the this is the slight headache, slightly annoyed with my kids, uh, just kind of chilling out in my office and uh, uh, talking movies. That's that's what this episode is all about today. So one of the movies that I was going to talk about last night. Uh, was a found footage movie. Yes, a found footage movie. You heard me right. Which we don't really... I don't really talk about those uh, that much anymore. It seems like the found footage genre has... I don't want to say it's run its course, but the uh, the spigot went from being full-on, just gushing out found footage after found footage movie to more, more or less a trickle, it seems like, at this point. Unless there's... Unless there's so under the radar that I'm just not finding out about them. And th- with all the slop that seems to pop up on Netflix, th- there could be a, a plethora of them on there that I just don't know about. But uh, this one here, I picked up on Blu-ray for five or six bucks because I had heard some positive things about it. So, of course, I had to check it out. I'm like, you know, for that price and with pretty much across the board positive reviews I, across the board. And that's saying something for a found footage movie that came out in 2013, which it's only a few years ago. And found footage has been alive and well since the Blair Witch Project back in 1999, which was, of course, uh, an answer to a, a newer updated answer to Rogero Diodato's 1980 uh, Cannibal Holocaust. So having said all that, now we're to... The uh, the fringes of the found footage subgenre. One of the best ones, in my opinion, was the taking of Deborah Logan. That was a true gem in the rough, and I believe that was one of the f- earlier Movie Freaks podcasts that I watched that and just raved about it. And that movie is uh, I've only seen it one time thus far, but man, that is a solid movie. There's another one called The Bay. That was really, really good. There's a actually, to be fair, there is a lot of really good found footage movies. The bad ones are are truly awful. Uh, Paranormal Activity seems to kind of bury that subgenre, almost like the Saw series buried the really graphic, hardcore, gory, violent slasher type movies. Uh, Saw just they just overdid it to the point of okay. 
now no one's watching him anymore. And that's kind of what happened with Paranormal Activity. And so I, again, I, I think there's still some gems out there. Hangar 18 was decent. Uh, I actually was one of uh, probably three people on planet Earth that liked Area 51. And there's a couple other uh, Netflix movies that I've that have popped up that I've watched that I've quite enjoyed, but uh, this one here, I am happy to report is a uh, is a true gem in the rough, and the movie is called Afflicted. It's from 2013, hour and 25 minutes, directed by Derek Lee and Cliff Prouse. I'm going to read the brief synopsis here on IMDb, and then I'll discuss just a bit about what I liked about this movie. Two best friends see their trip of a lifetime turn to or take a dark turn when one of them is struck uh, by a mysterious affliction. Uh, now, in a foreign land, they race to uncover the source before it consumes him completely. I will first start off by saying this movie is currently available on Amazon Prime for free in HD so you can watch it on Amazon Prime and I'm pretty sure this used to be on Netflix but I the cover looked kind of silly and I, at that point I'm like nope I'm good I don't need to see another whatever uh, found footage movie this is well I'm happy to have finally jumped on this movie because it is in the very very upper ranks of the found footage subgenre um I gotta be careful what I say about the movie because I went into this movie fairly blind, other than knowing that obviously you know it is about two dudes going on uh, this this huge worldwide trip, or maybe not worldwide, but they 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 are travelers, and something bad happens to the one guy. I did watch the trailer. Uh, which doesn't give too much away, but it, you get the point of what's going to be going on. I think that it, what was so cool about this movie, and this is a problem that I have with found footage movies anymore, is why are you taping? Like, wh- why would you still be taping at this point? You should be dropping your cameras and running. And I get it. There, without that, there is no movie. VHS series did it brilliantly, especially the first two. The third one has a couple of good entries, but a couple of really lousy ones. But especially part two, they came up with really ingenious reasons as to why the camera is rolling. Afflicted does the exact same thing, is they are going to document all of this online. And this is their big trip. And the one guy that that does get this uh, quote-unquote affliction, he has a disease of some sort that may or may not... uh, be life-threatening. It just depends. It's one of those luck of the draw type of things. Uh, so when things kind of take a little bit of a turn for the worst, he thinks that it's this disease that he's got. And slowly but surely, uh, it becomes evident that that is not the case, that no human could do the things that he's doing and feeling the way he's feeling. Uh, so they have these cameras strapped to him, uh, these little blog cameras or whatever, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, to post to social media and to to capture all their glorious moments of going to the bars and picking up chicks and drinking and all that fun stuff. And um, what's cool is that they let the cameras run. Now, this one does still suffer a little bit of the whole, uh, towards the end, it's like, okay, you know, we have to document this. We have to have this documented. No, 
No, you really don't. You really don't at this point, especially because people are being murdered, probably shouldn't be having the cameras rolling. That's that's my gripe with the movie. But looking past that, uh, this movie is so well made, well acted, gory, and totally fast-paced. Uh, I... A lot of these found footage movies, you have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And there is some way. The first half of the movie is all set up. But then when things get rolling in this movie, they rarely slow down. And I really appreciated and liked that about the movie is that uh, by the – I'll tell you, by the last 30 minutes of this movie or so, it felt like – and I haven't seen this movie, but it felt like this hardcore Harry movie. I think this – or hardcore Henry. I don't know. It, I don't think it looks that good. But it – this – felt like a first-person shooter video game movie. Uh, and, and it worked brilliantly. And again, I'm, I'm trying to not say too much about you know spoiling the movie uh, because it's, it's definitely worth your hour and 25 minutes for sure. Because when the crazy stuff does start to happen, it truly flies off the rails and you're like, okay, what's... And you kind of know what the direction it's going to go, but it is a blast getting there and uh, props to everybody involved in this movie it feels like a a pretty big budget movie uh but the way it's i'm the way i'm reading right now online is the the filming was in barcelona paris italy and vancouver and the budget was three hundred eighteen thousand dollars. now knowing that when you watch this movie if you watch this movie just keep that in mind because it's really good for three hundred eighteen thousand dollars i mean really really good so you definitely want to uh check this one out i this one here gets uh a big thumbs up big thumbs up not perfect and it's at this point it's pretty hard for me to find the perfect found footage movie honestly my favorite found footage movie is probably cannibal holocaust the first one for numerous reasons that i've discussed on this show on movie freaks if you want to hear about him again, well, I'll tell you about him. Why not? Well, Rogero Diodato, back in 1979 or whatever, went to the Amazon with some actors and did all sorts of crazy shit and killed animals, and uh, which I don't condone, by the way, but I believe that most of the animals that were killed were then actually eaten. So it wasn't like, hey, let's just butcher random animals just because. Uh, but that movie is truly disturbing, the older it gets, the more disturbing it gets, uh, and the reasoning behind what is going on throughout uh, the Cannibal Holocaust makes perfect sense. Like, it, it it fits the narrative to have this found footage, and this is a found footage slash real narrative type movie, but they're one of the, if, if not one of the first, I think they're one of the first ones to do it, although uh, Goodbye Uncle Tom that movie also was somewhat... Uh, let me just type that in here. Uncle Tom. There it is. 1971. Uh, Adio Zio Tom is the Italian name. And you know what? I would almost consider this one to predate Cannibal Holocaust by nine years. It's not quite like the found footage movies that I'm talking about. It's more of a documentary but it still has that feeling. And now this movie here, uh, I mean, I'm jumping all over the place, but this, this is, these are the beginnings of where we are at now with found footage. 
uh, especially you know, back then it was film, and now it is iPhones and cheap little HD cameras that still look really good. That's all it takes anymore, it seems. Goodbye, Uncle Tom from 1971. Um, Franco Prosperi and uh, Jacopetti. I'm not going to try to butcher his first name, so let's just call them Jacopetti and Prosperi. They actually had a huge series of uh, Mondo movies, Mondo Cane 1 and 2. And um, this series, by the way, is just phenomenal. Uh, Mondo Cane 1 and 2, Women of the World, uh, Africa Audio is uh, their best one. That movie is insane. That's from 1966. But um, their most notorious, in my opinion, would be Goodbye, Uncle Tom. There's two versions of the movie. There's the Italian version, which I said, uh, Adio Zio Tom. And then there's Goodbye, Uncle Tom. And uh, the version that I consistently watch when I do watch this movie is Goodbye, Uncle Tom. It is in English. The movie is uh, two documentary filmmakers go back in time to the pre-Civil War Southern uh, American South to film the slave trade. And... This movie is to the 1970s or to 1971 what 12 Years a Slave is to uh, 2014 or 2015. Uh, This is as rough and disturbing as uh, most anything that you will see. It's a little hokey because it is more of an exploitation movie, but the subject matter in this movie is so hardcore and rough and it's still timely. Like this, this to me, this feels like what it would have probably been like to be on a plantation. And I think that it was ingenious of these guys to make a movie that, hey, let's, you know, we're going to go back in time with our film cameras before there was ever film cameras, and we're we're filming what's going on here, and it's it's insane, and it's so on PC, and it's so. Uh, it's so nasty. Um, the audio Zio Tom, by the way, the other uh, the the other version of this movie that was in uh, that was in Italy, uh, Italian language and for the Italian audiences, I guess the uh, they do have a bit more footage in of uh, how do I say this uh, that there is a more of a reenactment of African Americans and how they reacted to the death of Martin Luther King and it's also re-edited so that the timeline it also uh, continually is shifting back and forth from past to present and um, a lot of the more disturbing footage was cut out of, of Audio Zio Tom the, uh, there was also some Black Panther type stuff going on in that version so to me, Goodbye Uncle Tom is the version to watch. If you are really in, into the oppressive, no happy endings, um, it's just bleak as hell. Whereas Adiosio Tom has a bit more of the, see what happens, this is what happened back then, and because of that, this is going on now. So anyway, definitely want to check out Goodbye Uncle Tom. And you know... If you're able to snag the uh, the box set of the Mondo Kane collection, I definitely recommend Africa Audio as well. Again, two versions of that, and this uh, this one, now this one here is flat out like documentary. It's not really found footage, but some of the scenes were staged in this movie to the point where uh, a person was actually murdered on film. 
uh, in Africa. It is insane. But this movie is one of, if not the granddaddy of the Mondo movies, is Africa Audio, uh, also known as Africa Blood and Guts. There's different versions. The version that I have is like two, a little over two hours long. Uh, let's just see here the alternate versions of this. Um, so yeah, okay. There, there is some animal killing in this movie as well. And it is so hardcore. And the movie is beautiful. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, it, this movie truly is beautiful because these guys went over to Africa, risked their lives, filmed beautiful Africa landscapes and vistas, and then uh, just crazy apartheid insanity. Uh, I think that the movie is fairly straightforward in that what you're seeing is really what's going on, but there is still stuff that had been kind of staged and led to possibly led to um, someone or someone's being murdered, and it's nuts. Uh, but this, these movies here that I'm talking about, this is soft underbelly through and through. And uh, I was shocked the first time that I watched these movies, and I still am shocked every single time I watch them. And I can't watch them often. These fall under... Uh, these fall more on, on the lines of like a Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Twelve Years a Slave, Shoah, heavy, heavy, heavy subject matter, oppressive, yet uh, they are a piece of our history, a piece of of cinema history, and they are very, very well done, and I do believe deserve to be seen, but only for those with strong stomachs. And if you're listening to my show, then more than likely you have at least a partial. Uh, strong stomach. I hope you do. Uh, but anyway, hopefully these are movies that you check out. Uh, if there was ever a series of movies that screamed to be released on Blu-ray, it is the Mondo Kane collection. Mainly Africa audio just because of the beautiful landscapes. I can just imagine how beautiful this movie would look in HD. So hopefully, I believe that Blue Underground has the rights to this. They did at one point. And it would be great to have these uh, remastered. And the Blu-rays, or I'm sorry, the DVDs themselves still look really, really good. But Blu-ray, man, I would love to see these on Blu-ray. And because of these movies, these movies, to me, led to Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, uh, Man from Deep River, and a host of other Italian shock cannibal movies. It was like, it's the next step. Like, it's okay, well, we, we did... Here's the Mondo movie. Let's let's now create our own uh, Fox uh, kind of different version of a Mondo movie, which you have in Cannibal Holocaust, and to a lesser extent, Cannibal Ferox, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, which I talked about on the show last night. Umberto Lenzi and Ruggiero Diodato. It seemed like they were just going back and forth, each one trying to up each other on on extreme violence and hardcore horror with these cannibal movies and they they kind of they kind of uh, hit their peak with Holocaust and Ferox and to this day after those two movies there has never been anything like those two movies they've tried I've watched some of them I actually reviewed one of them on last week's episode the uh Amazonia Catherine Miles story and which is very much a several years newer version of Cannibal Ferox. 
so there, and, and even uh, even Eli Ross Green Inferno tried, but something about that slick look and the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not claiming that the acting is is gold in these older Italian movies, but I don't know why. For some reason, the acting seems way better in those old movies than Eli Roth's new movie. And I don't want to. I don't want to jump all over Eli Roth's uh, Green Inferno. I'm super glad that he made that movie, and that we have a newer Italian esque uh, horror movie. And it's it's. Good. It's not great, but it's certainly good and worth a watch for Gorehound horror fans. So anyway, I've gone all over the place. Let's try to circle the wagons and get back to the found footage movie, jumping all the way back to Afflicted. Uh, I, again, check the movie out. Definitely, uh, if you can, watch it on Amazon Prime. There you go. If not, you can uh, purchase it on Vudu, purchase it on uh, Blu-ray, which is what I did. And then I actually, I, I it came with a Vudu code as well, which is great. But it is definitely worth your time. It's uh, it, it comes close to reaching the heights to me personally. It comes close to reaching the heights of Cloverfield. It's obviously it's not a huge spectacle like Cloverfield was, but I was so invested in these characters and what was going on and what's going to happen next, and the sudden sudden bursts of violence that just you're almost not expecting it. And they don't really even play as jump scares. It's just more of okay, here's a hard hitting violent scene. Now let's try to work around that and how, you know, how do we get out of this continually more and more awful situation? And, uh, yeah, with most found footage movies, it seems like abandon hope all ye who enter. That's kind of the going thing with found footage movies is generally they don't end well. I'm trying real hard to think of a found footage movie that ends on a real happy, uplifting note. That's a horror movie. Not, there has been attempts at found footage movies, uh, Outside of the horror realm, uh, the one from uh, what's it, um, Chronicle. Chronicle is a good example of one that ended pretty good, I think. I enjoyed that movie. And I believe that there's a couple kids' movies even that they went to Earth to Echo. I'm not sure if that's a one or not. I have zero interest in that. So anyway, Afflicted. Good movie. Thumbs up. What else should I talk about? I already hit on uh, Dr. Butcher. I still... Tonight is the night. Tonight, the evening is set aside. At 9 p.m., the lights go down, and Dr. Butcher, M.D., is watched for the first time since VHS that my good friend Eric Marner now owns the big box uh, version of. Finally, Severin released the Blu-ray. They got the elements from... uh, Terry Levine, I believe is his name, from 42nd Street. He I used to run uh, Aquarius. And he brought over Dr. Butcher, also known as Zombie Holocaust, and recut it, added some hilarious music to my, if I remember correctly. Tonight I'm watching that. I can't wait. And I'll have my barf bag right beside me in case I have to vomit because it came with a barf bag. So I imagine I'm going to have to probably use that thing. So uh, I can't wait. The special features I have been delving into have been fantastic. And I don't want to spend too much time on that on the show because, again, I hit on it a bit on Movie Freaks to where I really delved into the 42nd Street, also known as The Deuce, and what it was like back in the 80s, uh, 70s and 80s, with just uh, rundown old movie house playing crazy, crazy horror movies and kung fu movies, and then right beside is a porn shop, and then another movie theater playing uh, 
you know, what's the latest and greatest Italian import or the Mutilator or all those crazy movies, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bullerum, all sorts of these movies played on 42nd Street. And I wish so bad I could be a part of that scene for one day and one night, 24 hours without being murdered. That would be awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dr. Butcher MD, I'm really looking forward to. And what's another cool thing about this Blu-ray release is that disc one is Dr. Butcher and it has all sorts of extras that are dedicated to Dr. Butcher, the American, the Americanized version of that movie. And then on disc two, you have a remastered version of Zombie Holocaust, which they actually uh, they actually went back and remastered it uh, even more so than 88 films did from the UK. So this is a, an actual, a, this is a different print as far as a different color palette from what I've been hearing, especially the outside scenes. And they reinstated one of the deleted scenes back into the movie. So this is the complete complete remastered version and I don't want to crap on 88 films because I love what they're doing I love their work and I wholeheartedly support them and import their Blu-rays from the UK but uh, for my money Severin is top dog right now when it comes to Dr. Butcher Zombie Holocaust which is one of the holy grails of grindhouse cinema it is a fantastic insane cheesy hilarious gory TNA-filled exploitation movie. It's going to be all me tonight. Can't wait. So, um, I was going to get into a couple other movies. I wanted to talk about uh, this this preacher feature that I watched from 1975, I think, called Bug. Uh, but I am running short on time, so I think that I'm going to just hold off there. Uh, another thing, and I know that this is, not, uh, this is not underbelly related, but check out my Facebook page for movie reviews. I actually write a bunch of reviews for Movie Freaks and a lot of them I copy and paste over to my CinemaSoft Underbelly Facebook page as well. So lately, and I know that this is the farthest thing from Underbelly material, but lately I did a review for Jason Bourne, the new Bourne Identity series movie, and Star Trek Beyond. And I really try to focus, if I can, if it's not new release stuff, I do try to write reviews that could easily be put over onto my Underbelly Facebook page. Uh, I did Jaws 3, Jaws the Revenge. I do have another one in the works, another really good horror movie that I actually I wrote the review. I'm going to be fine-tuning it, and that will be probably the next one that I post up on Movie Freak's Facebook page as well as Cinema's Soft Underbelly page. So um, there is continuing to be non-stop barrage of great classic horror movies being released on Blu-ray. I've said it before, this is like the golden age of the physical media remastering and all that good stuff. And I'm happy to report that Lionsgate finally pulled their head out of the sand and they are going to start releasing old-school horror Blu-rays again. And it's about time because they are sitting on a gold mine. And I wonder if they actually saw where the numbers were, especially for higher-priced lower run quantity Blu-rays, thousand quantity runs. Now, I don't know if theirs is going to be limited edition, but they're pulling out all the stops on their first two releases. And this is the Vestron Video series line. How cool is that? Vestron Video. That was that was my time. The first two movies that they're going to be releasing under this Vestron Video line are uh, Jim Wynarski's Chopping Mall, which is going to be mine. And... Uh, Oh, what's her name? Um, 
I have the UK import, or is it the German import Blu-ray? Uh, Kathy, Kathy, Con oh, sh I can't believe that I'm probably butchering her name and I feel bad doing so. So I'm going to have to look it up because this movie is great. It's called uh, Blood Diner. Blood Diner is the movie and I've watched it more times than I can count. From 1987, the movie is directed Jackie Kong. There you go. She also did a movie called The Being, a creature feature, several years before Blood Diner. But Blood Diner is classic 80s gore comedy. The movie is nuts. And more than likely, I'll probably sell my German import. It's a German import now that I, uh, I'm seeing the online stuff here. It's really good, but uh, there's going to be all sorts of extras on the Vestron video, Vestron video line, so that's the one that I'm definitely going to be picking up. And I can't wait to review them on my podcast and probably drunkenly stammer through them on uh, Movie Freaks as well because that's what I do. So anyway, I'm going to try to wrap up here finally. You can get hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions or comments or movies I should watch or movies I should avoid. And eventually, I think I might actually uh, change up my email address and get something more dedicated to Underbelly. Uh, but I'm eh, too lazy. So it's yeah, eugene-weaver. And make sure to tune in to Movie Freaks and Cinema Sidekicks. They're, uh, they're out there on the interweb. You can find them and you can find me. And please make sure to... Uh, Chime in on my Facebook page, all that good stuff. I'm done talking. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Watch more horror movies.